everything as far as humans are concerned begins in the heart that's the place the heart biblically the heart is the central location of all of our other functions that's where it starts that's where things arrive from more than what we probably even begin to understand comes out of this heart and I'm speaking not so much physical but spiritual over and over and over again God's word speaks of the heart and God's dealing with the heart that we should as best we can be aware and conscious of what derives in this heart is good and well and godly and spiritual if we're spiritual beings we should have a spiritual heart a man's always had a problem every sense the fall of mankind that occurred in the Garden of Eden. Man has had a problem, and that problem is a heart problem. You turn with me this morning to the book of Jeremiah. you know and I don't know why it's necessary to mention this but I seemingly or I sense that somehow some way this bears some significance but this come at 345 a.m. this morning as I've shared with you before I've been jarred awake in the wee hours of the morning and a, a continual seems to be a theme for some time I believe and I sense, along with believing, I sense that God is trying to get people's attention. Amen. I believe he's trying to get his church's attention, Christians' attention. sake of what I'm saying we all have one that keeps us going if it ceases to function we're not going anymore when the heart stops life stops when the heart is sick life is sick when lives are sick families are sick and Communities are sick, and nations are sick, and the world is sick. Jeremiah speaks of that. <coughs> In the 17th chapter, 
of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who wept before his people. God had called him to be a prophet and as I spoke, I would use it this way to try to wake the nation up to prophesy the word of God, thus saith the Lord. That was his reason for being. God put him in a place that historically was very unpopular because no one wanted to listen to a man of God that didn't want to pay heed to anything said. And a lot of Jeremiah's speakings of God were judgmental. Some of them were prophetic. The one we're going to look at today is I guess you'd say more of an address to the individual. Individuals making up groups and groups making up a nation and a world and making up churches. Sometimes we think that we're immune. People think that they're above or they're somehow protected from the things that have haunted man, and I use that term haunted man for every generation that's ever existed. We can't take ourselves and set ourselves apart and say, this doesn't affect me, I'm not that way, because biblically, we're all that way. And it has to do with the heart. I'm getting ready to read it to you. In verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? Several years ago, and I was trying to remember when, I had a dream, and it was more like a vision because it was so vivid. I was actually taken on a journey. Now, I'm talking this is 10 years, 15 years maybe, somewhere along that period of time. And I related that uh, back uh, immediately after that because it was so powerful and so intense, and I related that to the church. I don't know if some of you here may remember as I go through this. But I dreamed that I was led by a being through a human heart. What an experience. I could see colors. I could determine and detect and as this individual was leading me through the path and through the different areas we were in the front. We began in the front. We've all got a front. Got an appearance. We've got that which goes beyond our physical appearance. As I said, everything begins in the heart. Everything doesn't begin in how you look. Matter of fact, that don't have a whole lot to do. With God's look and view of our heart. But I was on this path and being led along and explained, and, and I still remember this pretty vividly. It's been a lot of years, as I said, but we wandered through chambers, and I was just in awe, and I remember looking up, and this thing was, I mean, it was huge. But the, the interior, and I've seen the pictures, and you have too, we have the, you know, quite some time we've had the technology of microscopic cameras and all this, and in a great way it resembled what the actual interior of a human heart would look like. And we were walking through it. 
It was vivid and healthy and red and all the right colors. Seemingly doing what it was supposed to do and keeping one going. And we talked about that. I don't remember the words, but we for a while, look, you know, look at this. If, if anybody, I mean, you get this opportunity, it's, it's, it's quite awesome. And this dream or vision, whatever, lasted for some time because this, this path we were taking was quite extensive. And we were going along, I was looking at this front half and everything looks great and and then he took me around on the back side. It was dark. Grungy. Kind of oozy looking. Could tell immediately, very unhealthy. And that this behind the scenes affected the entirety. Again, the Lord brought this back to me at 345 this morning. And he gave me this scripture. After that, we had a visit. For a lot of information. So, Jeremiah's words is given by God. The heart is deceitful above all things. What's he saying? What's God saying? The heart is deceitful above all things. And you can think of a lot of deceitful things. But what is he saying? He's saying it'll lie to you. It'll deceive you. Your own heart, my own heart. He didn't give a few names and say their heart, these people's hearts over here deceive them. No, he said the heart. All of ours. So if everything begins in the heart, and I'll repeat that multiple times because that's the foundation that we're coming off of this morning. Everything begins in the heart. If the heart is deceitful above all things, then what's the Lord saying to us? I believe he's saying that's why we need a Savior. Because this thing's, it's, it's ill. The word says, Wicked, desperately wicked. Is that what you're about? Your translation may read a little different. It means very sick, beyond repair. Diseased. We can compare. A diseased heart does not function properly, right? It causes circulation problems, right? Circulation problems causes an unhealthy heart and a more unhealthy heart. Amen. Blockages. I'm talking physical. Blockages. They restrict blood flow. 
spiritual blockages prevent spiritual flow. Don't you ever forget that. We're living in a society that doesn't care much at all about being spiritual or holy anymore. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That's a huge blockage. We ought, should not be that way. <coughs> I find it interesting that he says above all things, like there's nothing else any worse. know it the question who can know it who can know the heart you might think you can and that's man's greatest error because he doesn't I don't you don't oh we might know a few things you know we claim it Blab it, grab it, put a title on it, stick something in her heart. This is a why when you might not be that way at all. The word of God is true, folks. And if it says this, again, it's like I said here the other night, this is here for a reason. It, if this wasn't so, it wouldn't be in the word. Around our physical heart and I was kind of surprised because I thought I forgot all this I didn't research it around your heart there's a pericardium <coughs> it's very thin it's the protective surrounding of the heart speaking physically but what lies beyond that spiritually so I'm going to use this example. We've all got a pericardium, our identity, our, what people see us as and, and what they know us as. That's on the outside. But what's on the inside? What, what goes on on the interior? As I travel through this, and, and I'm bringing this back for a reason, as I travel through this huge, Heart, you know, it, and again, let me let me uh, kind of give a description here. Even even the the atrium, the, the ventricles, the, you know, the functioning parts of the heart, the chambers, the it, it was just I can't even really describe it properly. With everything beginning with the heart, in the heart, what is it there to begin off of? Jeremiah says it. We within ourselves, trying to doctor our own hearts, are totally ineffective. We don't have the means. Because this has been a problem man again for thousands of years, ever since. So it's not like you're going to escape it on your own. 
again, this is why we need a Savior. This is why God knew we needed a Savior. He knew we needed the Lord Jesus Christ. Because man's heart is corrupt. Dastardly evil. Wicked. Some people don't like to understand. They don't want to hear this, much less understand it. <coughs> but the thing is, we have hope. Amen. We have hope. <coughs> Our hearts cause a lot of things. In the books of Matthew and Mark and Luke, there's very profoundly spoken scripture basically to the commandments that God gave what's he say thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy mind. And again, Luke added strength. You can never love God with all your heart unless God is in your heart. You can never love God with all your mind unless God is in your mind. You can never love God with all your soul unless God is in your soul and you can't love God with all of your strength. Unless God is in the midst. Let's talk about those three things. Those scriptures are in Matthew 22, 37, Luke 10, 27, and Mark 12, 30. If you want to write them down and look them up later. When it comes to the heart, the spiritual heart, that part of us that God created us with, that contains and, and directs and, and brings about our will and intent. Your will doesn't come out of your mind. The will comes out of your heart. And I know there are those uh, in the scientific and medical community uh, who would probably try to get me hauled off this morning when I'm trying to describe that the heart it's where everything comes from. It's not this thing. It is connected. But it begins here. Our thoughts begin here. Lust lie in the heart. Hope itself is in the heart, right? Everything begins in the heart. So if it is so deceiving... And so desperately wicked, and the question is that, who can even know it? Really, the, the answer's already been given at the question being asked. Nobody else can know it. We know we got one. We know that it has functions. And I'm relating the spiritual to the physical so we can try to understand what's being said here. Again, if the heart is diseased, the vessel cannot function properly. So it is in a spiritual sense. 
what is being brought about here, and I'm going to back up in a minute and give you some more scripture preceding these. But I want to read verse 10 first after the one we just looked at. He said, I, the Lord, search the heart. It's me that searches the heart. You might think you can, but you cannot search your own heart to the depths it needs to be searched. Then there are those who believe my trust is in the Lord. When really it isn't at all. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. This is relating to the mind and the functioning of the entirety. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings or his deeds. There's no one that can search the heart like God. God knows what lies within every human heart. Everything contained in the heart from the time one is old enough to begin to learn the difference between right and wrong until their last day on this earth, God used the heart. He's always done this. He hasn't stopped. He's not going to stop now. There's a day coming when there will be an accountability for what is lying in our hearts. But what makes a difference here? How do we, how do we correct this devastating issue? How do we bring about hope to this corrupt vessel that lies within us? Not speaking physically now, I'm speaking spiritually. What do we do about it? There's one remedy. There's one remedy. We fill our hearts with a love for God and a love of God. Why Jesus said what he did in the three New Testament scripture texts I just gave you earlier. That seems impossible. Love the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Remember the black part of the heart, the dingy part of the heart, the disease-looking part of the heart, the other half was seemingly okay. Loving God first is first and foremost. Yeah. You won't get by until you get this one taken care of. And I believe this is what the church, the church needs to hear today. You have to love God with all your heart. If it were not possible, Jesus would have never said it. It is possible. It is entirely possible because he sent a Savior to us who bled of his blood out of his heart and out of his body and took the punishment and gave us hope that we could have God in our hearts that we would not be operating wickedly and, 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 and deceitfully that we would live according to, to a love for God and according to the word of God so what we have here in Jeremiah's words 
being as they are and seemingly leaving us no place to go, it's not that at all. We have the most wonderful place to go. Jesus Christ, God Almighty. Amen. got to ask questions this morning for a reason. What's in your heart? Who's in your heart first? If God is not in your heart, there's altars up here. There's a prayer that can be prayed. You can present yourself to the Lord and you can ask him to come into your heart. Because if you don't have him, you're never going to get anywhere with any of this. That's got to be first. You may be only pericardial with just some kind of a frontal image of religiosity and, and saying fancy religious words and making somebody believe that you're full of the holy whatever. But if you're not, it doesn't hold water. It doesn't matter what you think. What matters is what God sees. As he tries, as he proves, as he analyzes, what's lying in the heart? Is there spite in your heart? Is your heart full of envy? Is your heart hate? Is there unforgiveness brawling in your heart? I could say a lot of other things this morning. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and that we were discussing, asked just questions. What's happened to the Holy Spirit in the churches? And their comment was, seemed like he left. Other things took his place. Things. Things. The Holy Spirit presence in your heart lies directly related to God being in your heart. If the world occupies your heart and that's what your heart's all about, God's not going to reside there, folks. I can back it up to you. There's a closeness to be had. And that closeness to God is only brought about by the sacrifice that Jesus came, presenting himself, that we would even begin to have the opportunity to know God and have God living in our hearts. And I believe this more so all the time. Serving God is a continual experience. You believe that? Amen. We receive Jesus by faith as Lord and Savior, but our experience religiously and spiritually is an ongoing thing. Working on this heart should be an ongoing thing. Checking on this heart should be an ongoing thing, even though we cannot analyze it like God analyzes it. We can do holy things. We can serve God, and we can do things that God has called us to do with his word that builds a greater presence of him within us, which in turn prevents us and keeps us from following this corrupt path are being diseased spiritually, corrupt spiritually, and maybe all the time thinking we're fine and great and wonderful and we're going to cruise through this thing just like we are and one day we'll get a great surprise. Directly related to verse 10. 
find this message that should be soul shaking because if the heart's deceitful the, the ones that deceive the most is us we, we won't get past that if our heart deceives us individually each one of us if our heart deceives us we're not going to get anywhere else it's going to keep us deceived that's why we need a savior that's why we need Jesus that's why we need God that's why we need the Holy Spirit all of the Trinity filling our hearts that we may be effective and your neighbor is yourself Young man asked, Who's my neighbor? Yeah. Who's my neighbor? I don't have time for my neighbor. I'm too busy. The poor will find their own way and means. Heart can come up with a lot of excuses, a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions, a lot of ways out. <coughs> Again, why does the scripture say what it says? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself. I'm going to tell you who your neighbor is. Your neighbor can be anybody. You may not even know them. I have been so joyfully blessed, and I'm not delaying what I'm doing in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm not going to do that. We shouldn't either. But I've been blessed for quite a while just blessing people. I believe God called me taking more notice to my surroundings, to the other people around. Try to read their life, try to sense and pick up on their needs and what might be going on with them. Love. The age-old first primary foundation of Christianity. Amen. Love. Mm -hmm. A heart full of love. The love of God, the love for God. Is productive. So effective. Because again, looking at these scriptures, it looks hopeless. You see, God made a way. God made a way that we would not have to be eternally dealing with this corrupt thing, this non functional thing, other than by contrary. Effect. I named some this morning, and I, I'd love to build on that a little further because sometimes our heart deceives us so much we can't even see what's going on and wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And we need to. 
we're going to leave you with this, leave us with this. have no real way of understanding what takes place in our heart as the scripture so defines and explains God being the one who watches and looks and the only one that is able to determine what lies within every individual's heart that's sitting in this place and everywhere else in churches this morning and other places as well. Somebody asked kind of a funny question in the last talk. How in the world does God keep up with everybody on earth? Don't worry about it. He's got it taken care of. Amen. Amen. We don't need to be wondering how he does it. We need to be taking care of this person. <coughs> You ever heard the term listen to your heart? <coughs> listen to your heart? If your heart is full of God and full of the love of God, it's got a lot of things to say. It can lead you down a lot of great paths. But if it's, I'm going to use this term again, if it's corrupt, and corrupt means that it's it's unhealthy. It's corruption is something that is is a continuing issue. Okay. God has given us the opportunity. Whatever may be going on within us in our hearts, He's given us the opportunity to bring anything and everything to Him and get it out. You may have to be on your knees for hours. But that's okay. I've been there. I wouldn't say it if I hadn't been there. By experience for hours. You break through. You get to a point. Because this thing's stubborn. It don't like divulging what's in it. It wants to keep it there where we can stay like we've always been. Diseased. Irreparable. <coughs> and non effective. At least in a good way. We are living in a nation with an extreme heart problem. Man makes his attempts to cure himself. People make attempts to cure themselves. Christians make attempts to cure themselves. The only way you're, you can be cured or you can cure yourself is making a trip to the feet of the cross. Amen. Amen. And laying it out before God and letting God deal with this heart and you admitting and confessing the issues you've had. Listen to me, folks. If you want freed, you want delivered from what's been going on here, you know good and well. Now, we can detect some things, and you know good and well some of the things that you've been dealing with that are in your heart just ain't right.
the word full. Full. For the miracles of God. God's greatest interest is in the heart of man. Yours and mine. It's where he works. It's where he wants to reside. It's where he wants to do things. <coughs> Back to where again. The Bible directs us over and over and over again. This thing. This heart, this this central control of everything I do and everything I am and everything I say, this thing right here is where everything starts. And with God is where everything's going to end. Amen. For us, what's going on in here? Ask you to stand this morning to prepare your sins. Be sincere and serious with God. Get somewhere and pray. Folks, we got to pray. That's another question. It's mentioned earlier this morning. How much do people even pray anymore? Or they just kind of willfully think, well, everything's going to work, work itself out. Prayers are contact with God. God in her heart and Lord God in her heart creates greater strength. Love the Lord with all your strength. What are your thoughts? You can relate your thoughts to what's in your heart. You can relate your mouth out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. What are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you griping? What are you complaining about? Who are you disliking? Who are you even maybe hating? Who are you holding unforgiveness in your heart? God, Father, today we just express our love and appreciation for you, Lord. We pray for our hearts. You see our hearts. You see everything in our hearts. You see everything going on in our hearts. You see the decay. You see the corruption. nothing that's not exposed to you Lord help us to be willing to come to you to lay ourselves out before you help us to be willing to change to rid ourselves by your help of the things that hinder and beset us 
and keep us from the very things that our hearts contain and hold. Cure us, Lord. Cure us. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Is anyone this morning? This is, you know, I remember back, going back years, I mean, I've been in church for decades. And remembering back, I'm hurting, I'm trying to close it, I gotta relate this. At altar calls, sometimes the altars would fill up. Sometimes there would be stacked two and three deep. Of people that had been convicted by the word, seeking the Lord for help. A lot of things changed in the church. Greatest need we have is a heart of love for God first and then a heart of love for others. 